You're listening to a special review episode of Jupiter's Legacy. Is this is this considered a we watch? Are we are we going with that? Yeah, this is we watch. All right. Yeah. We watched Jupiter's Legacy. What's up? Uh, we, we were actually lucky enough to get a an early review, um, at early review access, I guess. We watched the first episode. I believe um, uh, the industry calls them screeners, Sean. Screener, yes, screener. There you go. That's that snazzy industry talk. <laughs> uh, Marco, who are we thanking for that? We are thanking... I'm literally pulling it up. While he does that... Uh, we appreciate you guys joining us for this episode. Jupiter's Legacy, of course, the comic book by Mark Millar, Mark Miller, and Frank Quitely. Um, it is a one book in a series of a series of stories, and the show has taken on the name of the first the first story, I guess. Um, and yeah, the first season is is out in full on Netflix. If you haven't checked it out for whatever reason. Um, we are going to be talking just about the first episode that we were able to watch uh, through the screener. Before we talk about it, uh, go ahead, Marco. Thanks to Allied Marketing for providing us the link. Thank you. Thank you. Before we talk about that, I do want to let you guys know where you can find us. We are the Comics Pals everywhere and everywhere. If you've never heard us before, we do a month, a weekly podcast where we talk about comics and the characters and every single place you can find them that drops every single monday we also talk about industry news we do reviews for comics every single week we do we watches just like this one we did one for falcon winter soldier we did one for invincible we did one for Watchmen. all that great stuff is out there great content go check it out uh leave us a review and a rating wherever you're watching if that's youtube subscribe to the channel like the video share with your friends free to do helps us out a lot more than it costs you let's talk jupiter's legacy i did not know what to expect i remember reading like the first three issues of the comic and i dropped it for whatever reason i don't think yeah. it was because i didn't like it it just i don't know i just didn't follow um but i really like this first episode i enjoyed it quite a bit you know, um, I had a very similar experience with the book where uh, it was when it was first coming out was like <clears throat> it was when I was in college and that was like really during that kind of like image renaissance. And I was like picking up everything they were putting out for a while. And like I may have read the whole first arc, but like it was like among so many other things. I don't remember it that well. It didn't really strike a chord with me um, as much as some of the other stuff I was reading at the time. So like coming into this, I didn't really have. Um, I, I mean, to be honest with you, I, I almost had like low expectations because like I don't have any attachment to the story. And, you know, I think Netflix's more big budget productions, more effects driven stuff has been hit or miss. Um, some of it has landed definitely a lot better than others. So going into this, as much as we had expressed it, like the trailer looked pretty strong. I I wasn't going to be surprised if I, if I didn't like it. And I think at the start, I kind of carried that energy into it where I felt like I was a little bit like, uh, this feels a little predictable. It feels a little by the numbers. But about halfway through the episode, it, it really started to win me over. And, you know, I think there are some... Um, there are some like executional things in some of the effects and, and some of like the, the sets and stuff like that that I think... Um, you know, definitely have that, like, Netflix budget vibe to it. But I think by and large, like, 
I I was surprised how engaged I found myself by the end of the first episode. And, you know, I kind of went into it with the mentality that I would watch this episode and see how I felt about it. And if it, you know, caught me, I'd check it out and see how the rest of the season played out. Um, and I went from having, like, very little interest in watching the second episode to, by the end of the first episode, being like, all right, yeah, like, this has gotten me enough to warrant giving it more of my time to see if it's something that I want to stick out. You know, I don't know that I'm going to um, – it's something that I'm going to want to follow for, like, multiple seasons or, or whatever, but um, this pilot was enough – or, you know, episode one was definitely enough to uh, to kind of invest me in it, you know, and, and give me something to, like, grab onto. So I think for that, um, it was definitely really effective. Yeah, I, I think I feel pretty similar to Pete. Uh, I, the, I think back half of the episode, the first episode sort of got me when they started talking about, you know, more like the larger world aspect things and how, uh, heroes play into certain parts of history. Um, when they rewrite history, uh, that's, that's an interesting thing for me that I, I sort of, uh, I enjoy within a story. So I did like that, that, that aspect of the, the first episode, how, you know, they could have joined in on World War II and, further implications it's just interesting storytelling and world building yeah and it did hook me enough to uh to continue from that aspect uh so i actually ended up watching through episode four and um i won't mention too much uh but it it the narrative continues to to be interesting and engaging i don't know that i'm particularly over the moon about it It, it's not like i need to watch the next episode but i'm interested to see where the story is going and i think it somewhat to get through half of it in a day you know yeah yeah it's uh it's it's easy to to sort of uh to go through i think they they do a really good job of pacing it out and you know exploring characters here and there so it, it does get um it does get interesting um it's just not, not like that next level piece necessarily but it is a fun ride so far um yeah i'm not the biggest mark millar fan uh, I think he's okay. Um, I don't dislike everything he's done. There's some things that, that he's done that I've really enjoyed, like Superman Red Sun. But by and large, um, especially as his career went on, I feel like his stuff's gotten kind of edgier and edgier for the sake of edginess. And uh, not too crazy about it. I've never read Jupiter's uh, Legacy before. Um, I thought this first episode was fine. Um, I was kind of interest, interested in the character stuff. Um I, I kind of have mixed feelings about like uh, doing the whole like uh, what if superheroes are real thing, kind of like the uh, deconstruction of 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 characters on uh, two dimensional comic book pages. Uh, but it, I think it was interesting enough that I, w- I was compelled the entire episode. Like at no point did I look at my phone because I was bored or anything, which happens sometimes. Uh, I, I'm interested to see more. I guess I'm not uh, totally sold, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued. You're peaked. I'm peaked. Yeah. I think I don't think I am sold. Um, I found a lot of the dialogue to be a bit derivative. Uh, we live in a country that's never been more divided. (laughs) Um, and, uh, I, man, I felt like 
Sean at one point has come has uh, uh, complained that he can't watch the CW shows because the effects and the costumes are too ridiculous. That's how I felt about this. You thought um, it was too silly looking. Yeah, especially the effects. Um, love the costumes. Yeah, but they just don't work in action. I guess uh, for me, I didn't feel that way across the board, but I definitely felt that way uh, intermittently throughout. Like I, I don't, I didn't feel like it was like a, and I'm not even saying this like to disagree with you more to like build on your point. Like I didn't feel like it was a across the board thing that the effects were bad, but I remember there's a scene where. Um, I forget the name of the son, but Utopian's son. Um, Par- Paragon? Paragon? Brandon? Par- yeah, pa- Brandon <clears throat> Paragon. Um, he did like a charge at the main bad guy that they're fighting like a few different times. And I remember there was one of them where just like the angle of it, the way that he kind of like went forward, like it just looked like he was in front of a green screen or like had, you know, wires on him or something. Like it was one of those moments where you're like, ah, yeah, okay. Like this, this looks like. A production you know um and i it, that only happened to me to the point where it was like taking me out of it probably a handful of times but like you know it, it's it's definitely like only enough. a handful yeah, of times right. in this, in this uh... 40 minute episode yeah sure yeah. right i mean that's that's kind of yeah right that's the point i guess i'm making is that like that's not insignificant um but i don't know like i I'm also really interested in like the multiple timeline storytelling thing. Like the mm-hmm. fact that there is like the story of what's happening now kind of juxtaposed with, um, you know, how the, the original characters got their powers and, you know, like the dawn of this age of heroes and everything like that. Like those things were interesting to me. Um, and the fact that like the, you know, the teaser that we got at the end of the the screener that we watched kind of showed, like, that they are going to explore them, like, going to this island and, and whatever. Like, I don't know. Those threads were more interesting to me than the action was distracting. Well, let's, let's get out of the general talk then. Yeah. Uh, sure. Let's yeah. actually talk about what happened. So uh, the, the show basically is based around this family of superpowered people and this, you know, community of superpowered people. And what I really liked about it was that it, it focuses in on the drama of, of this family. Um, Josh Duhamel plays uh, the utopian uh, and he's basically like Superman, I guess. Um, but he very much has like a, I don't know, like maybe not a, not right wing. Cause he's, he doesn't, strike that way but like he's kind of like hard on his family uh he's hard on his son hard on his daughter he has certain views that feel kind of antiquated especially like when his daughter is posing for magazines and he criticizes her for her lack of dress on the cover and stuff like that um i like him because he's not exactly what you expect him to be you know you i i felt like you expect him to be Superman and he's not that you know and he's got flaws but he's a good guy still and that that nuance is often lost in stories like this yeah I like um I like the idea that he's like a good person but not a good dad um that's something that I Mm -hmm. feel like uh is underexplored in media um and I I appreciate like 
using that as a way to present a character who's flawed, right? That, like, you can identify with, like, his goals and his, you know, his strong sense of morality, but, like, him being kind of an absent but also very hard on his kid's father is something that, like, is also really relatable in, in a bad way. Um, and I like that because it kind of presents him as feeling um, more complex, you know, because, like, for me, when you get to kind of that end moment of the episode, we're in full spoilers, right? We can talk about that. Yeah. So at the end of the episode where, um, you know, uh, again, what's his name? Brandon mm -hmm. um, kills this uh, this villain, you know, that they're that they're fighting. Um that's like a real dark side. <laughs> yeah, dark side. Um, that's like a real like culture shock moment, right? Like it's a clear line in the sand between the older generation and the younger generation. And like, I I like the idea. Like Sean, you you laid out right. Like he's. It's not even like necessarily that he has like a a right wing in like the way we think of it kind of mentality, but it's like conservative in that like he's old. Yeah, you know, like it's like the kind of disagreement you would have about society with like your you know maybe like your grandparent or something like that, where it's just like this isn't how we did things back in my day. Well, it's not your day anymore, you know. Yeah. Um, and that kind of uh dynamic, and I guess like. That, that battle between the generations or whatever, it kind of reminded me of um, of Kingdom Come uh, in a good way. Yeah, like, that was, the that was newer, a good example. The younger characters feel like actual characters, whereas when we reviewed that in our book club, which you can go check out, that was our like main criticism of that story was that the younger heroes don't aren't really characters and don't really have identities, so their whole, you know the way they're portrayed kind of comes off as like, ah, yeah, like these fucking young kids, you know, yeah. like, whereas this, it feels more like two legitimate, you know, um, sides that are, are, are debating what the right way to be a superhero is in, you know, 2021 versus 1929. Yeah. It's in Samson's name. He's the utopian, you know? So his entire ideology kind of reflects the fact that like the need of the many outweighed the need of the fewer or the one. And, you know, you talk about him being a mediocre father. Well, you know, no matter what, his family, which is the primary focus of this story, plays second fiddle to superheroics. You know, he's got to help as many people as possible. And how can he be a present dad when so many people need his help? He's not Superman, you know. Uh, <laughs> how many more quotes are you going to fit in? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's what makes the end, the end conflict so interesting because, uh, you know, Brandon makes a very interesting point in that Black Star is about to go nuclear. You know, he could have done the thing that happens in Kingdom Come when Captain Adam ignites and blows up half of Kansas. Right. And all these people would have died there, including probably most of the superheroes, probably not Utopian or something, but like his brother, probably his wife, his, his son, and everyone else that's there probably would have died in that kind of explosion. But he's still cracks down saying like, you know, we don't kill. And that, that addresses a common criticism that people have for superheroes like Superman, that they allow their villains who are vicious murderers to continue to act. And a lot of people, especially, you know, younger people who look at these comics now or these characters now, especially that they're so popular with television and movies and go, wait, why is the Joker alive? Like, this doesn't make mm -hmm. any sense. And I like the idea that the show in a way addresses that through that conflict 
um, forcing father and son to kind of argue with each other, like, wait, he was going to kill everybody. But no, you don't kill him because that's wrong. You know, it's objectively wrong. You know, that morality uh, conversation is always so interesting when you when you use people with this kind of power. It's, it's funny. It funny. Sorry, go ahead. I also thought it was funny that the utopian, his first suggestion was like, well, you could have sent him up into space. <laughs> well, I guess Black Star can breathe in space, you hope. I guess. <laughs> like, why didn't you Fair do that assumption. earlier then, bro? Like, <laughs> the, I mean, he looked like Mongol, so you got to assume he could probably breathe in space. Yeah, but... Diet Mongol. I guess. Diet Mongol. There was, a, there was a moment earlier where he actually, um, when he's talking to, to Brainwave, the brother, and he's mm. he says, like, you know, people don't meet in the middle anymore. Um, but it's funny that in that exact interaction, he doesn't want to meet. Uh, right. He doesn't want to meet his son into that middle, and so the the nuance gets lost mm. on, on well, either side. Yeah, you that's unwavering. That's an interesting point because I feel like neither one of them was really in the middle. Like murder is not a middle action, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah, I I did like how they boiled that down though, because like. Uh, I remember in the the teaser where they're showing like the later conversations, they show a few younger heroes and like some people like thanking um, Paragon for what he did because he saved people's lives. Mm-hmm. And uh, Utopian had said something where he was like, oh, like he doesn't even think he did anything wrong or whatever. And like, I don't know about you. I didn't get that vibe. Like when he did it and he's like, oh, you took the easy way out. And he's like, does this, did that look like it was easy? Like I didn't want to do this. I did this to save people's lives. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Like I like the idea of it being, you know, maybe the, the, the quote unquote right choice, even though it's unsavory and that it's not like a good action. Um, you know, it's like that greater good conversation, right? Mm -hmm. Which is supposed to be utopian's whole thing. So you would think that, you know, Sometimes you have to make compromises to save people's lives, but that doesn't appear to fit within his rigid code of morality, you know? I mean, Blackstar did kill someone. He cut, he, you know, he beheaded someone. In two, that people. Fight. two people. Two people, yeah. He killed two <laughs> heroes. And they seem totally unconcerned with the, lo- the loss of life of their friends. You know, they've probably known, you know, you're meant to assume but like you know these people were on the same superhero team they've probably known each other for years and you know and specifically the guy who gets the guy who he shoots through that woman and then mm-hmm. kills the guy who was his, his best friend yeah like yeah um i think i think that the the questions and the 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 battles between characters just in the first episode are, have been really interesting and i can't wait to see how these things are going to develop, especially when you talk about the clear drama between um, uh, Utopian and his and his brother, Brainwave. Yeah. Um, so the show actually takes us back to you know the 1920s or whatever when they're you know in business together, and you can already see the seeds being planted for their feud. That Brainwave is clearly more pragmatic i guess and you know he can see the bigger picture of the world and utopian kind of can't it's just not the way his mind works (laughs) well you know whatever um his his dad clearly aligns with him as well and is in a moment that i i mean it was clearly going to happen once the setup was done oh yeah but it was still like oh shit uh when his dad kills himself because the stock market crashed which was right. a real life event yep. and it i'm sure a lot of people did that yep. at the time it did happen um and i thought okay well he's just going to 
you know, uh, Utopian Josh Duhamel's character is just going to fly down and save him, right? But they don't have powers at this point. And I guess that maybe that was very obvious, but I, I didn't feel there was. Mm. So that moment shocked me. It's interesting because that's like kind of the um, inciting incident. Uh, like you can see how that motivates uh, Utopian to do what he does. And I think of a similar moment in all-star superman or even superman the movie where superman can't save pa kent from dying from a heart attack and that moment is meant to inform clark that he can't be everywhere at once he can't save everyone that's an important lesson for him to learn utopian has the opposite message here where it's like i need to be able to help everyone the wrong lesson the wrong lesson yeah i i have that was one of my favorite scenes of the episode too just because i thought uh josh is it duhamel how do you say that Jermel? whatever um just the way he acted that i thought was really strong um like it like it's like it has that kind of like the sound like comes out and it gives you that kind of like you're in his head and he's just screaming like and it's oh yeah i don't know he really like committed to that scene um and it like you said even though you could kind of see it coming it felt very like shocking you know Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, speaking about his performance there, I actually think the acting was pretty strong across the board. It's a good um, cast. I completely agree that the, the special effects left a lot to be desired and Kale, man, boy, when that fight was going on, was I not thinking about the CW? I was like, Holy <laughs> shit. Is this channel 11? But <laughs> yeah. um, I, I, I do feel like what the show um, lacks in that department it really did make up in performances. I love Leslie Bibb. Me too. Um, yeah, I she's think she, yeah, she's great, and she did a great job here. Um, I also want to call out um, the, the 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 visual effects on the aging that they did on uh, Leslie and Josh. Yeah, and they're then, both only forty six. Like, <laughs> right? But they made them look, you know, pretty old, uh, and I, I thought that looked great. I don't know that one. That no. one definitely was one of the the things i was gonna call out was like nah that that makeup was not good the hair looks uh not great it's really yeah i don't agree i'm with sean like i think i think it's better on josh jamel uh but it looks just like they just put a gray wig on leslie bibb and called it like both of them in my opinion Hmm. okay it, um, it was fine. fine. She looks fantastic. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to take that away. <laughs> like <laughs> bad, bad, like prosthetics and makeup don't bother me that much. I, I can, I can, I, I can, I can go along with that. You know. Yeah, this is this is it, it's interesting because this show seems like the kind of thing, especially because it's a Netflix joint. Uh, you would think that they would put as much into this as they could and when you look at the difference between how this looks and like the disney plus uh marvel shows mm. it's i'm not gonna say it's night and day but it's almost night and day like those look like movies yeah. this doesn't oh i mean the budget between like i can't imagine what the difference is like I that's bet- what's interesting though pete is that like netflix is pretty huge it's they not disney huge oh but- i mean don't get me wrong yeah they have a lot of money for sure but like I have to imagine they're spending a lot more on making the MCU shows. Yeah, I guess know? Disney. I mean, clearly, uh, yeah, clearly. Netflix probably doesn't care that much about this, right? I think that's but, the thing, right? Is like with Netflix, like Netflix is more about Netflix 
as a brand, whereas I feel like Disney, like, has brands that it builds around, you know? And, like, Marvel mm. is one of those marquee brands, you know? Probably their biggest brand right now. Yeah, I mean... I'm curious, did you guys watch Lock and Key? Marco, you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, first episode. few episodes. How how do you feel it compares? Do, is it, I've seen, especially since you've seen more of Jupiter at this point, do you feel like they're fairly comparable to your overall assessment of Lock and Key? Because um, I know when we talked about it, you and I were roughly on the same page of like, it feels watered down. I think content-wise, it feels watered down. Um, I think some of the visuals there were a little bit better um, just because I think they utilized a little bit more CGI. And here it looks like they, they didn't leverage that as much. Um, it it stays kind of consistent um, throughout the rest of like the episodes. I think the makeup gets a little bit better, actually. Um, wow. But uh, yeah, I think compared to like lock and key maybe they put a little bit more budget behind that one you think that um, lock and key would be easier too though right because there's only one character that's cgi so you can put a hundred percent of your effects budget into you know making that yeah. character look better whereas like with this every single character has superpowers everybody's in a costume you know you gotta like, kind of like d- distribute that like a little more uh, efficiently yeah 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 i feel like okay. you kind of have to be a little bit more equitable about where your resources mm-hmm. go because like you need and like not for nothing too there's also a portion that takes place in the past so like you have Mm -hmm. to like get period clothing and like yeah yeah, like there's a lot you need to kind of get moving um and then like the villain right like he was like a totally cg character almost i mean maybe not totally but like (laughs) accentuated right and like he's fully animated in like three separate scenes. Like when you think about when you really break down how much many effects driven moments there are in this episode, let alone the whole season. Yeah. It continues. You can kind of get where, where like the quality washed out with, you know, do a compliment. It did like black star looked better than, uh, Steppenwolf did in the theatrical version of justice. League. (laughs) So true. That is absolutely true. And also, the the fight itself, I thought it was awesome. I thought that the 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 concept of the fight was really cool. Mm-hmm. The idea that this dude is so strong and there's all these heroes that need to come at him. The way it played out, I was really pleased with. It's just that um, it didn't look good, but I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. the pacing of the fight was satisfying, and like I, I think because enough of the non technical elements worked for me, I I kind of was like. You know, it reminds me of like watching like a good B movie, you know, where you're like, yeah, like, like this- B movie. Sure. Oh, um, <laughs> like, sure. It could look better. It could have better effects or whatever. But like the the cast is strong. And I think the overall narrative is interesting enough that I'm willing to forgive its its flaws a little bit more than I might be um, if I didn't find that stuff as interesting. Speaking of looking good, do you want moment made me pop more than any other in this show? What's hmm. that? Not knowing a ton about Jupiter's legacy, uh, there was a moment in the second scene of the episode where um, Brandon is fighting like a bank robber. One of the trucks in the background said quietly. And I was like, oh shit, Frank quietly drew this book. That's cool. And I started looking at images. I'm like, oh my God, it's beautiful. Now I I, want to read it just to look at the Frank quietly art. Well, you're going to have to because we've got a book club coming out for that uh, this month. Check it out. Um, It's worth pointing out that uh, Stephen S. DeKnight 
is one of the executive producers. He wrote, I believe he wrote this, this episode. Um, and he did. yeah. And he was a big part of daredevil and the success of that. Oh, and, really? Know, yeah. Yeah. Um, Shin. so he's, you know, he's been, he's been around, um, and uh, I think that he was able to lend his expertise from that over onto this. For me personally, I really enjoyed this. Uh, it's not, it's got some problems, um, but I didn't feel like any of those problems were the narrative. And yeah. that's the key. Um, if the show continues to look the way it looked in this episode, I'll be pleased because it's unlikely they're going to be fighting this level of villain in every episode i'm sure it'll slow down this being the first episode you got to hook people um it's probably going to focus a lot more in on the things that i like the most Mm. and pull away from the things that it struggled to do well um which in my opinion again is mostly just the visual aspect i haven't really read any other reviews i know there's been some negativity about it but if you're listening to this and you haven't watched it at least watch the first episode and just just don't ignore what other people have to say, ignore what we're saying. Just go into it with with you know fresh eyes, fresh ears, um, and give it a chance. What the hell? Hmm. Yeah, I, come back. Come I just back looked and up the rotten, that we're right. I just looked up the Rotten Tomato score and it feels way off to me. Um, what is it? It has thirty six with critics, seventy four for audiences. Hmm. Thirty six is crazy. That's even yeah. really low. That probably sounds about right, honestly, with critics. I would say with I would say it's it's kind of interesting though, right? Because like I I feel like the narrative is strong. I I, yeah. I mean I don't know how the rest of the show plays out, but like Kale, do you do you feel like the the story that's set up here in the first episode is not not good? Um, I I don't think it's great. I would I I would say it's passable for sure. That's my thing though, right? Like there's a wide in my mind, there's a wide valley between not great and actively bad, you know? Like and I mm, I don't feel sure. like this was actively bad. Like even but if also you, you didn't vibe taking it. into account all the other stuff, you know, a critic's gonna have, you know, a lot harsher opinions about the costumes and the CGI and the, you know, the uh, fight choreography and the, you know, the, the dialogue. Well, now you got me wondering, let's compare it to like Supergirl, let's say, hold on. Ah, Jesus Christ, man. What are you dragging us into now? (laughs) Into the mud. I will say like halfway through it, the, the narrative stays strong. I think they pace out the two time frames, like the, the past and the present. Well, and that's been the it's been the most compelling piece. And uh, Sean, you're right. Like they don't have the big budget, uh, you know, fight in every episode. It it takes a it starts to focus more so on individual characters. Um, mm. I, I I think I think if you guys are focused on on that piece, you're gonna get a kick out of it. You know, yeah. I I don't think that's fair to say. Like all the things added up is why this has like a low review on on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, granted, we haven't watched all eight episodes. Right. Maybe this nose dives. Right. Yeah. Right. I might change my mind. But like Supergirl, which is another show that has questionable visuals, has a ninety percent critical score. So like to me, it can't be the visuals and the costumes and stuff. Well. I don't know about you, but I don't watch Supergirl, so I can't speak to the quality of the visuals. But that show has a different audience that's looking for different things, and I think that those mm. are not equivalent. Um, 
make up your own mind when you go to watch this. I'm gonna watch the rest of this season because yeah, me too. The first the first episode did it for me. Um, and again, just you know, make up your own mind whether you like it or don't. Just give it a chance. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm in for the ride. We will determine if you guys want us to go ahead and review the rest of it. We'll do a big review for the whole uh, for the whole rest of the series. Yeah, I'll be down. Yeah. Um, so write in, let us know your thoughts about the episode. If you want us to do a full review, you can expect that. And again, if you are a fan of Jupiter's legacy, uh, keep it locked to us because we will have a book club out at the end of the month, the last Tuesday of the month, uh, regarding the entire thing. So, uh, check back for that. Thank you so much to allied marketing for giving us the, uh, screener. Thank you for listening to this. We appreciate you guys a lot. Make sure that you guys check out our weekly podcast, The Comics Files, which drops every single Monday. We talk industry news, characters you love, and all the places you can find them. Leave us a review, a rating. Follow us on all podcast hosting platforms that you use. If you listen to this on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. It's free to do. Share the video with your friends. Comment, like the video, all that jazz. Helps us out a lot more than it costs you. You can join our Discord server to continue the conversation with us. And... uh, Have a great time. Thank you for listening. Until next time, we are the Comments Files signing off. Take care, guys. See you next time.